the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka and we are talking savings, investments, in your retirement. As always here on the Max Out Savings Show, the Max Out Savings Show is a show about savings and investments in your retirement. Our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and uh, invest conservatively. And that is the key to building up wealth over the long term, to save aggressively and invest conservatively. Uh, this is a live show here in Houston, Texas. Uh, and uh, so if you always got any questions or comments, you can always call us at 713-339-1070. The, uh, a couple of things I wanted to uh, – we're going to be talking some about the markets today. We're going to be talking about retirement. We're going to be talking about uh, uh, some different things uh, to do with income for retirement. Uh, we're going to be talking about the world today as it, as it is. And, and, and so uh, this week we had a, another really big week uh, as far as things happening. And one of, last week I really talked a lot on the show – about how the world is very rapidly changing out there. I I I, I think ext- really very rapid changes in and how the stock market it, it really seems to be almost grinding down in slow motion. We've talked about it. it's had some of the lowest uh volatility readings last week in in 50 years. Uh it, it had some of the the lowest for the first quarter it had some of the most non-changed days in the Dow, I think, in in, in over 50 years. Uh, it's really, in, in the last month or so, it's gone virtually nowhere. Uh, and so the markets really are starting to freeze up here. <laughs> after It had a nice run-up after the Donald Trump win, and uh, which we talked about a lot on the show and predicted on the Max Out Savings Show. And the, but now it, it's kind of sitting there, and, and the, a couple things have really been coming up. There's been a lot of talk about the 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 very high valuations in the market. We've we we, we talked a lot on the show about the the one that worries me the most is really the the uh, uh, the market cap to revenues uh, number, which is or market cap to sales number, the S and P five hundred. It's really the only time it's 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 really up to where it was in 1999 at the top of the tech bubble. And that tells me a couple things. It tells me the market's very expensive, and it also tells me that companies are over-earning. And this is something – there's a number of ways to look at the market, cash price to cash flow, uh, part price to uh, earnings, P.E. ratio, uh, price to sales, price to book, 
uh, price to free cash flow. Uh, but price to sales, when you're at all-time record, that tells you that you're earning a lot of money on that cash flow. It's A lot of it is going down to the bottom line. And and, and, and this is one of the themes, really, of the, of the Max Out Savings Show for a while has been that companies are over-earning, that companies aren't investing in the future. They're, they're, they're busily taking on massive amounts of debt to buy back huge numbers of shares of stock so that they can reduce the the share count to boost the earnings per share. So if the earnings don't change and they can reduce the market cap 3 or 4%, they get a, the, the number of shares, then they get a 3 or 4% increase in earnings per share and they're growing, quote, growing the company. They're not investing in in plant. They're not investing in capital equipment. They're not giving people raises. They're really not hiring people. They're closing down factories and moving them to China. They're not investing in R and D, and they're not investing in the future. And so this is this is you have a very expensive market. And 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 what I'm seeing in the in in the world today is. Companies in China are trying to invest. They're investing for the next 10 or 20 years. They're investing in the future. They're, they're investing to consolidate power, global power for China. European companies, they, they, they tend to run a lot less cash. They have a lot, more, uh, a lot less debt. They have more cash in the balance sheet. They tend to be more conservative investing. But they're, they're also big leaders in robotics. They're big leaders in machinery, and they're big leaders in, in, in future type of things. Uh, U.S. companies that are privately held are, are differently managed. They're managed for 10, 20 years in the future. The ones owned by families are managed for 10, 20 years in the future. And and one of the things we're seeing recently, the new thing is companies are coming out and they're not giving voting to their voting shares. They're not they're not letting the public get the voting shares. And what we're seeing is is American companies are being mismanaged for the short term. And 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 and, but if you look at European companies, are managed more for the long term. Chinese companies are managed for the long term. You could say, hey, Ted, these people think differently, but United States companies that are privately owned are being managed for the long term. So the problem appears to be public U.S. companies, where CEOs are brought in and are under huge pressure to boost earnings per share and sacrifice long term growth and long term stability of the company for short term. But I've kind of deviated to some extent, and I think this is a major problem that is going to have to be addressed in the United States of America. Are we going to run the United States of America for the long-term best interest of the United States and the long-term interest of corporate America, or are we going to become a short-term society? Well, we've become a short-term society, but – so anyway, back to where I digress to some extent, but the reason I want to bring you up is I want you to understand we live in a very expensive stock market area right now. Right now, what we're seeing is is the market has had a big run-up on Donald Trump. I think it's very exciting for Donald Trump. I think Donald Trump is fundamentally remaking the United States of America, but he's running into some problems. It, 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 the 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 Democrats are becoming transient on this issue. They, they're not. They they basically are going to resist at all cost. Uh, their philosophy appears to be, uh, you know, that that uh, you know they're just going to make the Republicans fight for every turn. And then the the, the mainstream media is solidly against Donald Trump and the conservatives. And the and, and the problem with this, and it was going pretty well. We had a pretty good operation going, and and I think we made a huge mistake by not passing Obamacare. I think the the Freedom Caucus made a made a very bad error, and. Uh, 
And the reason is, is because if we had passed that, it would have been more things coming along. We have to understand the 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 conservative vision, the Donald Trump's vision, the populist vision to remake America is endangered because the conservative the the Freedom Caucus has stopped moving the agenda forward. And we have enough enemies out there that we have to stick together as a group. And if we don't, we're going to fail. And now you're starting to see a lot of dissension in the in the, in the Trump administration. Uh, you know, uh, some of the conservatives are really under pressure. They, they, we could see them kicked out. We could see the ascension of the New York liberals coming in, the Goldman Sachs people into the White House and in, in taking power because the Freedom Caucus basically wouldn't would the the. the 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 the, the 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 leadership in the house in the in in the conservative leadership fraction in 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 the white house the conservative leadership in the congress the house uh, republican house and in the leadership in, in in the 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 white house they basically put a lot into getting this obamacare passed and you know they put their reputations on the line and now that you know it, it's damn very badly damaged the conservative cause what the freedom caucus did and so we have to watch but if we can't get obamacare through if we can't get the tax cuts through if we can't get the tax bill through if we can't get deregulation through not only is the conservative agenda is in trouble but the stock market's in big trouble and this is something that we're watching very closely this is this i think you've got to be i mean it's all up in the air right now. Uh, I, I think things are changing, you know, very rapidly out there right now. And and and, and I think the idea that we're going to get Obamacare passed, we're getting a tax bill, we're going to deregulation, is is really in question right now. And 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 hopefully, once we get back from the Easter break, we're going to have some more movement overall to get to get the agenda forward because I want you to understand that your retirement is somewhat depending on this if if this is if if nothing is going to get done uh, then 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 uh it, we have a problem and one thing you you have to understand look Donald Trump can do a lot in the White House through executive order that's what Barack Obama did the problem with the executive orders is the next president can come in and erase them if you can get things through Congress in passed and in, in codified into law that that means in order to change change it you've got to repass it through Congress and that's why getting something through Obamacare even if it wasn't a really good deal is better because then it becomes law and and this is there's only so much you could change at the executive branch and once you change it the, the next guy in can change it right back and forth and so if we want to get things done, it's better to go through Congress because it's much harder to unwind. And so we're going to have to watch closely to see where this goes. Now, one of the backdrops we have is, uh, is you know, what is the economy doing? I mean, the, the, we, we, we've had a very expensive market. It, the Federal Reserve was commenting on what an expensive market it was. Larry Fink, head of BlackRock, made some comments that the market's very expensive. We just talked about the the price to sales ratio uh, in the stock market is at record levels unseen since the 1999 top. I, by the way, I don't think this is the tech bubble of 1999, but it's a very expensive market. Uh, uh, the a lot of people are now concerned, and 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 it's all up on this big change in excitement for the change in Washington. If we're not going to get to change, we're in trouble. The best indicator for 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 the uh, gross domestic product of the United States, the Federal Reserve puts out their expectations of where the economy's been, and honestly, 
if I bet against the Federal Reserve every time, I'd be the richest guy in Houston because they are wrong every single time. The, the, the Federal Reserve, who gets up there and makes monetary policy and sets interest rates and, and basically seems to be engaged in central planning, their outlooks for the economy have been consistently wrong for almost a decade to a, to a remarkable degree. One, one, one that's been reasonably good has been the Atlanta Federal Reserve has something called the GDP Now number. The GDP Now is just they, – they, they put together a program to figure out what is the GDP coming in at. And it's got – it's not a super long predictor, but it's, it's, an, it's a shorter-term predictor. And it's been remarkably accurate. The New York Fed got jealous, and they decided to come up with their own little GDP Now type of thing. Theirs hasn't worked out as well. It tends to be at much higher rate. It tends to be a higher growth rate, closer to what the Fed's numbers are, who are consistently wrong. What a surprise. But the the Atlanta Fed GDP number, Atlanta Federal Reserve GDP number, has been very accurate. It recently, it's ticked down from February, where it was really looking like a 2 to 2.5% growth rate, to a 0.6% growth rate for first quarter GDP. That's not that's a really bad number. If if our run rate right now is 0.6% GDP, that is not good at all. And that's a real concern. And and we're seeing that in some of the other things out there we're looking at. So again, very expensive market, weak GDP number, Problems with the Trump administration getting through, infighting among the, the, the Republicans, sadly to say, infighting is, 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 is bogging down the Trump agenda. And, and so these are all becoming big concerns. So we'll have to watch and see what's going to happen here. But understand, I, I want you to understand that there's a lot of things are changing in the world. The market's run up. It hasn't moved in a while. The first quarter has been a remarkably unvolatile, one of the least volatile markets in 50 years. Things aren't going well. The economy is slowing, and we have problems. These are matters of concern. We have to watch. Now, I tell you what. We're coming up here on a quick break on the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, by the way, we're writing some about this. We actually have some charts about this, explaining some of this, explaining the market, and explaining how it affects your 401K, your retirement plans, and saving for the future. You can sign up for our free report by going to the website at maxoutsavings.com. It's free. We don't call you. We don't bother you. We just put out the report. We've got thousands of people on this report. Uh, we've been writing it for over a decade. We have some very interesting uh, way thing, come things we've come up with. We've been ahead of Wall Street on a lot of things we write about in this report, and it's all free to listeners at the Max Out Savings. I do this stuff to help you out. And if you need help with your IRA rollover, if you're coming up in retirement and you're concerned about where you're going, we can also help you at Max out savings advisors uh just go to our website and you can take a look uh you can sign up for a free appointment with me and uh and i'll be happy to sit down with you and see if we can help you out uh it's maxoutsavings.com that's maxoutsavings.com with an s and we'll be right back right here on the max out savings show the Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? 
At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show up your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got any questions or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070. Be happy to answer your questions or comments. Uh, the uh, couple things. I, I came across an interesting story uh, about, uh, it's in the journal, about how 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 you, how you view retirement and, and and one of the things that they really came up with in the story was do you have an illusion of wealth or an illusion of poverty in your in 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 your view of of, of retirement and, and it's kind of an interesting thing and, and and they said would you rather have a million dollars for retirement or would you rather have five thousand dollars a month at retirement and and, and depending on so you've just had an annuity. You didn't have the million dollars. Would you rather have the million dollars at retirement? And that that's an interesting question. Uh, and they say people that 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 uh, that would rather have the million dollars tend to have, look at things based on wealth. And uh, people that look on the, on the income, they tend to look things on poverty, which they tend to judge everything by by how much they can spend. And in in that, whereas 
as the people with with the, the wealth, they tend to look at it more of the wealth and, and calculate it that way. It, it, and where this really becomes a bigger problem is 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 with as far as with the uh, uh, it, they're roughly the same amount. Yeah. Uh, People, people. Some people feel the five thousand dollars a month is better than the million dollars, and uh, and it says the, the uh, people assume incorrectly that the million dollars they see the screen equates to less than the million dollar than the five hundred thousand. They they think the five thousand dollars a month is better. Instead of li- living the life, they they tend to worry they're running out of money and and skimp on different types of things. Whereas the people with the with the money, they they tend to think terms and more of wealth and tend to watch the wealth more and and adjust their spending that way. Where this is a bigger thing is is really with the bigger the amount of money, the harder it is for people to conceptualize. And this is and I, I think I think that some of this research came from Microsoft. And one of the things Microsoft is having, having is 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 it, where this some of this is coming from. This some of this research, which is interesting. It's like Ted, why is this coming from Microsoft? Well, the answer is Microsoft is trying to understand. People have difficulty dealing with large numbers, and uh, they they don't understand. They, they have a hard time. So everybody knows what a thousand dollars is in their mind and can conceptualize that, and they can kind of conceptualize a million dollars, but they don't. They can't conceptualize uh, a a billion dollars, much less a trillion dollars. And if you ask them, uh, you know what 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 percentage of a trillion dollars is three billion dollars some of them will say well that's about 30 percent of a trillion dollars they it it, it, it's not that they're they're stupid they they have trouble the numbers are so big they don't have they they have trouble conceptualizing those numbers and so microsoft when you when you're in the tech business you you tend to deal in bigger bigger things bigger numbers gigahertz speeds and things like that and so you want to take that down to a common person so they're trying to understand that well this goes back to money is the same way people have a harder time with the money so it's easier for some people to look at how much income can i get for my million dollars and others just watch the million dollars they want to make sure the million dollars grows or stay or doesn't go down type of thing and 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 they want to know that they have the million dollars they'll be set for retirement where others just look at the income because it's easier for them to look at uh the, the where, where where you get into some of these problems all things being equal, it might be better for everyone to just take annuities uh, with with their savings. the The problem is is twofold. With that, is one number one is inflation. If if we could guarantee that that the world would be have no inflation, then you'd be better off taking the annuities. But that's not the way the world works. Uh, and and the second thing is that that. Most people have Social Security, and Social Security is like an annuity. So you, it's an income stream that grows very slightly with inflation, but it really not much. And so it's <laughs> that you already have one income stream. So the bigger danger you have to retirement is inflation. So it, it kind of so, but understand when you're coming to retirement, you want to look at two things. You want to look at the amount of money you have, and then you want to 
look at the amount of money it's going to generate with your Social Security to get an idea how you can live for retirement, what type of program you you, you can handle at retirement. And, and the, 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 the real problem you have, like I said, I think for the future, the big story is going to be is going to be inflation. If you look at the world, uh, inflation since about 1980, if you look at debt levels in the world, they were about 20% of GDP around 1980, 1982. They're now up around 200 and something percent of GDP. Debt levels have gone from about Two trillion dollars at that time, two or three trillion, up to depending on number I'm looking at, 150 to 200 trillion dollars worth of debt. Debt levels have skyrocketed. The debt levels have skyrocketed much more than the growth of of the GDP. Uh, if you look at the growth of the GDP, I think and I'm have to go off the top of my head from some numbers I read on this, but I, I, I want to say that the GDP has gone up. About seven times in the in the debt levels have gone up somewhere in the neighborhood of twenty to twenty five times. It, it's just been an enormous uh, number. Uh, it's about seven times, maybe uh, fifteen to twenty times on the debt. And so we've had massive, massive debt in the world. And the problem is they've taken interest rates down to zero. And as we've talked about on the show, the central banker said, "Look, we've got this under control. We're going to take." The financial crisis, we take rates to zero. The debt gets paid off. Either you, either two ways to get rid of debt: you go through ba- wholesale bankruptcies out there and eliminate the debt, or you take interest rates to zero. Oh wow, I can now afford to pay off my debt because instead of paying five or seven or seven or ten percent, I'm only paying maybe two to four percent. I can afford to pay off the debt quickly, get back to where I was. Woo, that was close. I almost went bankrupt, but I'm saved. That's not what happened. Instead, we, we, we bailed out Wall Street firms all over the place. And everyone figured, hey, I don't have anything to worry about. If I ever get in trouble, Wall Street and the Federal Reserve is going to rescue me and the government so I can take on as much debt as I wanted. We've added $57 tri- trillion worth of debt. And we just talked a minute ago about people have a hard time understanding that. The total debt in the world today is $23,000 per person. You go, well, that doesn't, yeah, Ted, you know, in the United States, we, we have a lot of wealth. The country's big. Yeah, well, that includes 3 billion people elsewhere in the world that are dirt poor. So the debt is, a, that this debt cannot be serviced. And so there's going to be a problem down the way. And we know that. So the problem comes in is how do we handle that if that happens with your savings and your retirement? You want your retirement protected. Look, if you come to me and go, Ted, look, I'm retiring from Exxon or wherever, I've got, million and a half, two million dollars. You know, I'm expecting to live seven more years. Uh, You know, what should we do? Hey, no problem. We'll put your stuff into short-term government bonds and in some high-quality corporates. You're going to have plenty of income. And then seven years when you're gone, you're going to have tons of money for your kids. It's a great deal. We'll do that. That's what they used to do. That's why in the 1940s and 50s, if you retired, you came to me, I wasn't alive during that time, but uh, the uh, and they would go, well, let's put the money in high quality corporate bonds, and you live your seven more years, and you'd be gone. And but now with with higher with with better standard of living, better qual better safety, better medicine, people are living into their nineties. 
And so all of a sudden you have to, you're coming to me and you're going, Ted, look, I'm going to live another 30 years. I'm 65. I plan to live to be 95, uh, me or the wife. And so what are we going to do? Well, that's a much tougher thing because then we have to guard for inflation. And if you look at the inflation levels, if I could take, if I could go tell you what, we're going to have you an $80,000 a year income coming in. No, this is great. You know, my expenses are, everything's paid off and da, 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 da. Uh, I got no debt anywhere and we should be able to get by on that. And plus our social security, we're good. The problem was, is in 20 years, remember, 30 years ago, a $50,000 income, you were doing really well. You were living big time. Uh, you know, that was back in the uh, 27. You know, you're, you're looking back in the in the in the uh, 90s, 80s, mid 80s. It was it was not a bad deal to make 50,000. That was a really good income. Now, you know, it, it, you're, it's going to be really hard to get by for a lot of people at that level. Most people can't. Inflation is chewing up income. So what you've got to do is grow your assets over the long term. But the more important, you have to navigate through a possible coming either deflationary crash or the most likely thing is going to be an inflationary upbring sometime in the future where you've got to navigate through and you don't want to have all fixed rate assets that suddenly was worth a lot of money and inflation starts growing at five or six percent a year. Then, then you're in trouble. And so this, this, this is why you have to have a, a portfolio that is put together based on on dealing with these different scenarios and can adjust in, in, in the world today. Look, if over the next 20 years we have the Fed come in and every single year inject more money through quantitative easing and we'll lay off a year or two and then the Europeans inject more money through quantitative easing and then next year the Japanese do – the best place for you to be is index funds in the S&P 500 and just ride the monetary wave up. The monetary wave is coming to an end. Nobody can beat the S&P 500 index fund when the Federal Reserve is flooding the system with money every single year for eight years straight. But eventually, well, you can't. You can't beat them. But eventually what you run into is, eventually what you run into is, over time, they're going to get in that money is going to start coming out and then those index the money's going to come out of the index funds and that's going to be the problem and that's that that's where the, it's going to sit there and wipe people out and that's and then you're going to get the inflation and so you have to navigate through those anyway some thoughts i really i kind of a long-winded thing understand when it comes to wealth two things you look at your at your at your money and you look at the income it produces and ask are you more of a wealth illusion person where you look the most important thing is your wealth or you more income some people are much more comfortable with income but but the danger with the income is you want to have a combination of income plus growth potential and that is the real danger if you put all your money in annuities you're probably going to live pretty well if you get inflation comes in you could be eating dog food in 15 years or less look at what happened to the people in venezuela look what happened to the people in the 70s in the United States, look what happened to people all over the world when governments tend to overspend and we ultimately get inflation. One constant through the history of the entire world has been inflation. And so you have to kind of cover for that. Now, if you've got any questions or comments, you can give us a call here at 713-339-1070. Uh, we'll be happy to answer your questions. Uh, that's 713-339-1070. By the way, I had a question come in about Ted how many times a year does a bond pay a dividend? And this is uh, not a dividend, a coupon rate. 
and uh, the, how, the interest on the bond. There's two types of income out there. There's there's a bond that pays a coupon, and then there's a stock that typically pays a dividend. And some of them, you'll get the MLPs, they'll pay a, a dividend as well, but Master Limited Partnership. A bond a bond is an asset. It's a, the uh, If you own a bond, you have lent money to the corporation. If you uh, have a bond in McDonald's Corporation, then you've lent McDonald's money, and they'll pay you twice a year for for the fee of for holding the for lending them the money, so the bonds pay coupon interest twice a year. If you if you lend money to a state or a municipality, generally those are tax free, so you don't pay any tax on that. Now, if it's a Build America bond, which is a a program that some companies use for infrastructure, there that those aren't taxable, but. If it's a court, if it's a if it's a city of Houston bond, a Harris County bond, a state of Texas bond, those are tax-free bonds, and they pay. You don't pay any taxes, but they pay dividends. They pay interest coupons twice a year. In the old days, they you would clip a coupon. The the original this goes back a ways, but used to be people wanted something called bearer bonds. These were really great. You take your bearer bonds and you stick them in the safety deposit box. So you own the bonds. It's the bearer bonds, which means they don't really know who owns the bonds. So they don't know. So you own your bonds, but they don't know that. And so there was a lot of demand for these bearer bonds. And then you clip the coupon. There was a coupon and you clip it off with your scissors and you mail it in and they send you the check back. Those eventually, the the government kind of stopped that, and uh, they they were in high demand. Some of them are still out there, really long. I'm not even sure. They're, yeah, I think there are some out there. Now, if you have a stock, the stock typically pays a, what's known as a dividend, which means you own an interest in the company. If you own a bond, you've lent the lent the company money, and you want your money back. If you own if you own stock in the company, they don't owe you any money, but that you own have ownership in the in in the company, and then they pay you a dividend four times a year. Now, there's a lot of good stocks out there that'll pay three three and a half percent. Some of them, we got some paying five percent. Some of them actually a lot more than that. Plus, we get some growth. But but if you can get a good stock paying about a three percent dividend, three and a half percent dividend, and then it grows at five percent a year. That's an eight percent longer term growth. And so that's the value of stocks. And if you look out over remember you're retiring, you're gonna live another thirty years. If you look over that time frame, if you can get that three percent a year growth rate, plus if you're getting a five percent over the long term average, that's a really nice return on your money. And that's the real which is over eight percent return. That's the real value of stocks over the bond. If I own the bond and I'm getting say I'm getting four per four and a half percent on the bond, yeah, I get over the next thirty years I get four and a half percent a year, but over time inflation comes in. So by owning the stock you have some inflation protection. But so the the so the answer to the question is if you own a bond you get paid twice a year on a coupon. By the way, if you have any questions or comments, give us a call at seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. Also, if you're not on our max out savings report list, we send this thing out once a, a month. I'm going to try to get out two. Our most recent one was common four hundred one k mistakes. I really want to get another report out here in the next week. I'm, I'm kind of writing it up as we speak. Uh, 
really talking about what's happening in the markets, uh, where we're going, uh, those type of things. The first one was more common 401k mistakes, and I wanted to put some stuff in to help people out there. So, uh, But go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com, and you can sign up for the free Max Out Savings Report. You can also, if you need help, go to the website. I'll be happy to sit down with you uh, and go over your financial situation. It's free you know, to, for a review. Uh, max out savings advisors we're value investors in the stock and bond market and we do a lot of risk analysis to put together a, a, a portfolio that can can get through these things like stock market crashes like the collapse in 2008 like the 1999 tech bubble we've been through those and we've actually done extremely well in those times so we're, we're very comfortable dealing with really rough markets so if you need some help go to the website at maxoutsavings.com and we'll be right back after this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show up your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Saving Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. The uh, If you've got any questions or comments, give us a call, 713-339-1070 about, your, uh, about the markets, about your retirement, uh, a question about, you know, what's a dividend? That was an interesting question. And uh, the uh, couple, you know, I wanted to touch base 
uh, something. I don't know if you've heard about the the retail apocalypse going on out there. And you go like Ted, what's the retail? Here's what's happening in the world: is a couple things. Amazon is really starting to get traction. More and more people are, are ordering through Amazon. And in addition, uh, we've had eight years of really subpar growth with very little growth in income for the average American worker. At the same time, we, 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 we've been re, we're over-retailed in the United States. The United States, the consumer spends more than almost any country in the world. I want to say it's, it's, it's like 70% of the GDP in the United States is, reta- is, is consumer spending, 68, something like that. In other countries, places like China, it's like uh, – I'm going to throw out a 25% number. It, 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 I, I, it could be 5 or 7% either way on that, but I forgot exactly what the number is. The consumer is the main driver in the United States. If you look at retail space in the United States, we ha- we have 23 and a half square foot of, of retail space per person. Canada has 16.4 in Australia, who two very very similar economies, has 11 square feet of office of of retail space per capita compared to us. Australia has ha- less than half of it of it in and even Canada, it's like a third less. So we have a massive amount of, re- of, of retail space, malls, shopping centers, and things like that in, in, in the United States. As the, as the country has – as cities have grown out, the malls have, have built out, retail has built out. Well, all of a sudden, here comes Amazon. After, after eight years of subpar growth, People don't have money. Healthcare costs are going through the roof. College costs are going through the roof. People can't afford anything anymore. They're cutting back spending, and they're moving to Amazon. Retail, if you look at retail, uh, people like Target and Walmart, uh, Macy's, they're not growing their revenue. They're they're having to shut down stores. If you look at uh, Sears is closing 10% of their stores, uh, 10 10 to 14% of their stores. Uh, J.C. Penney is is closing down fourteen percent of their stores. Uh, there, an enormous amount of, of stores are being closed. The they're they're expecting eighty six hundred retail stores to close down this year. Over eighty six hundred. In at the height of the financial crisis, there was sixty two hundred retail stores shut down. And, and so we're going to probably see fifty retail retail companies like. Uh, things like Payless Shoes, companies like that are going to go bankrupt this year. Route 21, the, we're talking thousands of locations. We we saw, what was it, the, uh, that sporting goods store that took over Oshman's closed down here. Lots of stores are going to be closing down. This is going to have a dramatic effect. It's going to cut down on hiring. It's going to cause a loss of a lot of comp- a lot of cities municipalities they get on sales tax and they also get uh they make money on on property taxes this means the value of re- of retail stores is going down which is going to hurt cities and towns all across the country this is a big story one of the big problems is is amazon they're going to have to somehow confront the amazon problem because this wiping out of retail space is going to have a dramatic effect on our economy tell you what let's take a call here from uh Who's that? Lynn. Lynn. Let's take a call from Lynn. Hey, Lynn, how are you doing? Fine. Good morning, morning. Uh, Ted. Um, Ted, um, appreciate the info again this morning. Um, 
Thanks. I was just wondering, sorry to change the subject, but I'm oh, just no. wondering how you feel about energy stocks here. You know, that's tough. Look, a, a couple thoughts. I think you continue to focus on the low-debt energy companies. I think those are going to be the winners in here. If they have the higher debt, they're going to have problems. I think you focus on the very high-end shale plays in the in the, the Midland, the Basin, maybe the Scope and some of those type of things. I th- I don't see oil going up. I really don't. Uh, the The... The oil, there's too much oil coming on, it, and when you when you can produce as much out of the shale basins as we're doing, it's putting huge pressure on oil. And there's a lot of Arab countries and a lot of oil-producing countries around the world in severe financial trouble because of the drop in oil prices, and they're going to pump as much as they can to keep things going. I think oil trades between about 45 and, and 50, actually 43 and $54 over, over the next six months or so. Lynn, the one exception is if there's a war in the Middle East and there's I, – I, I think this situation in Syria could be much stickier than people realize, then it could change. Oh, I see. Okay. So um, so are you okay with the uh, uh, integrated? Uh, yeah, look, the, the big majors I think are really are – really Doing things well, your Exxon's, your Chevron's, Shell. I wish we'd do a little more to reduce the debt. We're watching that one. Those guys, I think, are going to be around. Uh, they're they're going to profit from this, and they have the capital to go in and, and, and make some make some acquisitions. This next down, people got into the oil sector a little bit too quickly, ran it up, and and I think the next sector is is going to it's going to be a little tougher for them. Uh, and I think because so many people came back in with the shale, the production just kept growing. The, my real concern, Lynn, is really uh, we keep getting growth. How can you keep expanding your inventories? Somewhere in here you're going to have to pull those down. I see. Our, one last question. Are mm-hmm. you okay with BP, ADRs, even though there's currency risk? Yeah, look, like they have more debt than I like to see. Okay. And, and I tell you, it's been my experience, and this goes back to Unicat. Look, I, <clears throat> I, I knew Boom Pickens, and, and you know, I go way back, and I knew how I was involved. You know, I won't say involved in some of those transactions, but I was reasonably really close to them. And I, one thing I noticed is, is when like in Unical, when when they did the big payout on Unical, Unical never really grew after that. Companies that had, take on too much debt, <clears throat> when the opportunity comes along to make a big score or really take advantage of something. They don't have the money to do it. Yeah. Okay. All right. understand. We we thank you very much. Okay. Appreciate it. Thanks, Lynn. Uh, by the way, I don't think all the stocks, they're, they're not wildly overvalued up here, but they're just not cheap. Good question. If you got a question or comment, give us a call at 713-339-1070, and we'll get your questions answered. Um, the So we're talking a little, you know, talk about the... the the re- Look, I think one of the big stories going forward is really the retail sector. We haven't owned the retail sector in a while for our clients, and, and uh, you know, we're looking at some of it, but there's just too much retail out there. And, we, uh, and one of the numbers is you could say it's Amazon, but if you also look at the 23 square feet per capita ver- versus 11 in Australia and 16 in Canada, it tells you that we're st- – all things being equal, if there was no Amazon, 
you still have too many stores. But understand, we're seeing a record number of store closings this year. Bigger than the financial crisis, and that says a lot. A lot of companies are in trouble. Uh, a lot. What we're seeing is, uh, I was listening to someone talking, and they're saying what they're seeing now is companies going, well, look, if we close a store here, how much of the business are we going to get over here? And they're even more aggressive in closing stores before, whereas I think last year they thought maybe they didn't have the right mix of bell bottoms, or I don't know, I don't know what's in fact. You, you really don't want to be talking to me about fashion. I mean, I think on a suit or something, yes, but beyond that, uh, you know, Levi's in a in a shirt and, uh, but uh, so I, but so I had no way to gauge that in, but. Uh, but now they're really talking about we have too many stores, and they're really trying to cut back the stores. And I think the untold story to the retail apocalypse is the damage it's going to do to hiring in the United States, the damage it's going to do to tax revenue for cities and counties and states out there for sales and property taxes. Uh, one of the things we're going to have to factor in with the retail Apocalypse is, and I think some. This is something we're looking at: is how is it going to factor in with the border adjustment tax? And I think some of the retailers are thinking this might be not be as bad as we think. I think Amazon. Look, I think Amazon is becoming the modern day Standard Oil of in, Standard Oil, not of Indiana of of Cal, the Standard Oil, the original Rockefeller Standard Oil. I, I think that's the modern day. Standard Oil is Amazon, and I think it's going to have to be confronted. These people basically got away with not even having to pay sales tax for years, and 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 there's and I really I think there's really some monopolistic tendencies in the company. I think this is one of the things we're going to have to have to face. And and so this is a big story. It's kind of going on underneath the radar, massive numbers of store closings all across the country. This is slowing the economy down. And it's really, I think, endangering a lot of cities uh, and states. And so you want to take one thing we look, if we buy municipal bonds for our clients, we're not buying a lot, but we, we want to be in areas where there's a good economy, where there's prudent people, a la Texas. You know, in, we don't want to be in a place like Illinois where there's a bunch of reckless spending, corruption, and uh, out-of-control Democratic spending. We want to be in, in – even the Democrats in Texas tend to be pretty conservative. They're not financial – you know, you, you just don't see the, the nuttiness that you see in these other places. And so you want to – this is something we're going to continue to watch. And I think this is going to be one of the bigger stories going forward, what you really want to watch. Now, come, this is the last segment of the show. If you want to get in to ask a question, 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Saving Show. We'll get your questions answered. The markets here. What? Uh, a couple thoughts here. Uh, gold, gold. Uh, get a lot of questions on gold. Gold looks like it, it, it broke out under the, over the 200-day moving average and then fell back on Friday. It's looking reasonably good. It looks like it really wants to go higher. The, the markets, I'm looking at the, at the charts of the Dow and the S&P. The, these things are riding right up against the 50-day moving, holding the 50-day moving average line. The Russell 2000, which is small cap, broke underneath the 50. I, again, I you know, famous last words here, but you got a very expensive market. 
you got things change that things are really starting to slow down on the in, in the political front that we thought was kind of a open road. I think you got to be a little careful here. We want to watch it. I think it's the key is to be in the right sectors, and that that's one of the things you really want to watch. I think one thing I would say is you make sure you have some type of defensive plan in place. It, I think that is so important. And, you know, we'll talk more about these in, in different shows. That's one thing we do at Max Out Savings Advisors. And by the way, if you need some help, go to our website. It's maxoutsavings.com. It's maxoutsavings.com uh, with an S, maxoutsavings.com. Sign up for our free report. If you need help, you can sit. You can schedule an appointment. And I will sit down. We'll take a look at where you are for retirement. We'll take a look at all your assets, where your debt is. How, how your how your situation is and what you, what your goals are for retirement, and then we'll we'll kind of come up with a plan. If nothing else, we'll tell you how how you're set for retirement. The initial consultation is free. Actually, consultations are free. We just charge if you'd like us to manage your assets, and we use our value investing approach to the stock and bond market. We typically we use TD Ameritrade to hold most of the assets at Max Out Savings Advisors. But if you if you need some help, go to the website maxoutsavings.com and remember our motto and our philosophy. It's to save. Save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Save aggressively and then invest conservatively. We live in very, very interesting times. It's going to be more interesting, and you have to have your guard up. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070, The Answer. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.